Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to create a more successful show. I'm Colin Gray, your host as always, joined by Matthew too. Hi Matthew. Yeah, and very poignant, my last ever PodCraft episode. We've got a my performance review later on today. I am a, I'm assuming I'm going to be relieved of relieved of my duties because I can't, you can't speak. even speak on microphone. Can't yeah. speak. It's supposed so, to be a job, pal. <laughs> yeah, so it's been fun, and let's see how this final episode goes. A swan song, isn't it? <laughs> For the record, I'm hopefully not leaving. Yeah, just to be clear, <laughs> consider how literally people sometimes do take what we say. Yeah. That was sarcasm. <laughs> You'll be getting likely. tweets in saying, yes, finally. Yeah, actually, no, I bet you I'd get tweets saying, no, make Colin go, Matthew should stay. <laughs> uh, so this is season, what is this season? Season 12? 12, yeah. yeah. So, um, And this season we're going into uh, a lot of our articles, actually, the most popular topics we've talked about on the blog and going deeper on them. And this time around, we're going to cover how to be unique. So how to create a podcast that is more unique. Uh, and the benefit of that, obviously, is that the podcast stands out, uh, you know, amongst all the millions of other podcasts out there. There's not millions. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, it helps you gather listeners. It helps you give people a reason why they should listen. People need a reason to listen. And your uniqueness is a huge part of that. So we're going to go into how to make a podcast more unique. Um, just to be clear as well, this can be done to a podcast that already exists, can't it? As yeah, well. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you, can, you can adjust it, you can you can change it, but it applies really well to you know when you're first designing your podcast too, of course. Uh, just to start with, uh, let's go into, just to say, uh, this episode is sponsored by Name Silo as well. I mean, one thing all podcasts should have, of course, is their very own online presence. And the best way to start with that is by registering your very own domain name. Now, the place we'd recommend right now to register your domain and start building your own website is Name Silo. Uh, mainly because they have some of the lowest prices out there to register your domains. In many cases, they are the cheapest. So you can check it out for yourself um, over at NameSilo and see why they are quickly becoming a top registrar and growing so quickly. Go to namesilo.com and see what you've been missing. Use coupon code PODCRAFT and you'll get a dollar off your first order. So thanks very much, NameSilo, for sponsoring the episode. That's one way, one way to make your podcast unique. Indeed. Have a, have a unique domain name. Indeed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once you've got that unique name, get yourself a domain. Uh, right, so into the content though. What's so important about being unique, Matthew? <laughs> I alluded to it a minute ago, yes. but why, why do you need to be unique? <laughs> I suppose like when you're creating any form of content, yeah. uh, you're probably doing it with the thought that you'd like some people to consume that content. <laughs> so you might want a listener of some if sort. you're if you're just putting out something that is is so samey and just doesn't stand out at all, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna set you up to fail, isn't it? The trouble is as well, like you can create the best content in the world. Like you can have an amazing, you know, show about life, the world and everything. But I, to me, it's the it's the it's the hook to listen. Like people are just not going to pick it up to listen if it's not if there's not something unique there that persuades them to open it up and press that uh, that subscribe button or even just a listen button in the first place, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's it's less about the actual content of the show or how you put the show. Well, it's less about you know getting people to keep listening and more about that first action at why am i going to listen so yeah i mean that's a big part of it for me what is it there how many podcasts are there out there these days 
it's getting on for a million, I believe. I yeah. mean, the last last figure I saw was possibly seven seven hundred thousand. Yeah, I think I saw like three quarters of a million. Yeah, like seven hundred thousand, seven fifty or so. Um, I mean, and actually, that's tiny compared to the number of blogs out there or video mm-hmm. channels out there. But it's still it, like you could argue that people consume less podcasts, less number of total podcasts than they do number of websites that they consume mm-hmm. because it's more of a commitment to listen isn't it so yeah yeah we talked about that in, in previous episodes and yeah. in, in comparison where podcast download numbers with things like yeah social media follows uh, yeah. website views stuff like that so yeah totally so I, uh, to be one of the 10 the 20 podcasts that a person listens to you need to have something different you need to have that hook that persuades them to listen so now before we get into actually what makes podcasts unique it's worth getting into what's not unique because this is something that you get a lot actually and it's it's actually um i find that the best examples in this are often in like products so you get businesses starting up new products or new services or something like that and you get a bank that says that um you know what, what was the last bank advert like how do banks make themselves unique do you think Have yeah you seen any they- recently the personable, great customer service. Um, you know, we, we'll take care of you. Yeah, we're the bank that takes care of our customers. You can trust us and you're like, well, I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, so it's not a uniqueness. It is not something. Well, sorry, I should say something is not unique if basically everyone else would say, yeah, we do that. <laughs> so is there such a thing as a bank that would say, we can't, you can't trust us? Maybe privately. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a bank that says we don't take care of our customers? Mm. <laughs> what are some other examples in other businesses? Yeah. I mean, uh, like really basic ones, like, you know, you've got a window cleaner out there and he says like, I, I am a window cleaner that makes your windows shine. <laughs> and every other window cleaner is like, yeah, I do that too. Your windows will be moderately clean if yeah. I... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's even things like, you know, a lot of people base it on value or cheapness or something like that. And in a way that can be unique. So you could argue that if you say that you're the cheapest out there, there are other services out there that will say, oh no, well, we're not the cheapest out there. We give a better service. We're not the cheapest. We don't say we're the cheapest. So arguably that is a way to be unique. But then that's straying into the territory of there's so many other people. There's still a category of bank that will say our fees are the lowest. There's a bunch of them will say that. And there's a bunch of them will say, well, actually, no, we charge a bit more, but we give great customer service. So it's it's tricky. The main thing I think is that if you think of something, think of the things that you say make you unique. And can you think of somebody else out there? Can you think of a competition, a competitor that would say, yeah, that's not us, actually. Mm-hmm. And if you can't think of that, if you can't think of anyone that would say, no, we're not that, then I don't think it's unique. I think you have to think of something that people would happily say, yeah, we don't do that. That's fine. <laughs> so let's get into the actual things that make people unique then. So there's there's a few here. How many have we got? We've got five different areas, I think. We've got format. So you can make yourself be unique based on the format you use. You can make yourself unique on your topic. You can make yourself unique on the outcome as well, I would say, and the production quality. And then the final one is around you, like what makes you unique as well. So we'll go into all of these. Um, now, first one is format. So I think there's a few there's a few areas in your format you can make yourself stand out. First of which is, you know, the kind of, I think the most obvious one is just around unique features. So actually putting different types of features into your show um, are there any any shows you listen to do that, Matthew? 
I must admit, no. no. Um, well, not any unique features. I listen yeah. to shows that have maybe ongoing, you know, iTunes review of the week or something yeah, like that. It's yeah. not unique. I, but yeah. um, I think, I reckon you have a couple of examples, don't you? Uh, but even, well, even that, like even if it's not that unique in the grand scheme of things, like an iTunes review of the week, it yeah, it might be that there's only 30 other podcasts, 20 other podcasts, 10 even other podcasts in your sector, and none of them are doing that. So... Mm-hmm. there's a bit of this as we're going through it there's a bit of thinking is this unique in my area because actually it's really hard to find something unique like worldwide like of the 700 odd thousand podcasts that are out there but even if it's just unique in your topic and again this is something i'll come back to again and again it's a combination of all these things pick one of these things and there'll be somebody doing it somewhere that's probably why we've come up with it we're i'm sure we've not come up with anything completely brand new here but it's a combination so pick something from format something from topic and something from length and put them all together and then some suddenly you've got a unique format i think combining them all i've thought of one that i sometimes listen to dave asbury's podcast oh yeah yeah and he does a cool fact of the day or week okay it's it's a cool fact anyway yeah um sometimes they're not that cool but sometimes (laughs) yeah so occasionally uh, cool facts of the week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the one i always think back to is uh, is andrew and pete so andrew and pete if you just search andrew and pete on itunes you'll find their show um and they are um a great couple of guys i love them um and but their thing well there's not but i don't know why i said but there and their (laughs) thing is um that they're they have a really kind of crazy format for everything they do like they they're just really different they have their own uniqueness in so many ways but with their podcast they run it almost in a a game show style format it's a marketing podcast a business podcast how to grow your business how to how to grow your audience um and so many of those shows are quite kind of like boring and stale and and they just follow the same old format but andrew and pete run it as a game show and they they interview people still but there's two of them for a start so there's two of them interviewing one other person that's a unique part of the format in the first place uh they also uh interview maybe sort of five to ten people and then have those five to ten people spread over five or ten episodes so it's actually like you'll have um three or four of them on one episode talking about one topic so they basically just uh they mix it up it's not just one person on one episode so that's another unique feature too and then they do uh like just sort of silly add-ons uh, which really add a bit of personality to the show. So something like, um, what was that again? Uh, drool, oh, I can't remember the name of the feature now. Basically the name of the feature is something like um, Drool of the Week, Tool of the Week, but it's like Drool of the Week. So you've got to tell people what your tool of the week is, but while eating a biscuit, <laughs> try not to spit your biscuit all over the place. Uh, so it's still giving something useful. So people still talk about something that's a useful tool, but it's just there's some kind of humor about it. And obviously that's not for everyone. That's part. That's a big part of this whole uniqueness. What you make unique, what personality you put into your show, not everyone will love it, but you'll find people who do like really love it and other people who really hate it. But you'll draw those people who really love it to you. Um, and that's part. That's a big part of it. It's certainly a big part of why they've got such a big fanatical following because of that, those kind of silliness um, features. And, and people. a lot of people really love it. So I remember something. when uh, Robert and I used to 
do the audio drama production podcast we, yeah. we ended up doing a thing it was spam email of the week yeah uh, so we'd read out uh like you know the kind of emails that you get and like there was one that wanted to like sell us gold dust and stuff like that so we used to read out the the spam email and just do a bit of commentary on it yeah. and that was a really d- d- divisive one i found because really? like so many folk were like that's a brilliant feature it's really funny yeah, yeah. and other folk were like this is a podcast about making audio drama <laughs> this is completely irrelevant you're just wasting my time and yeah it's one of those where you were like you know what we actually have a bit of fun doing it yeah, folk yeah. like it like yeah. if you don't like it feel free to unsubscribe yeah, i don't exactly. really care that's exactly it so, the, folk, the folk that like it will like you more and are more likely to keep listening and more likely to promote your show uh, because of that i think yeah totally uh, right there's a few other format ones any any you want to dive into there matthew yeah length i suppose i mean we look at like these days uh again one of the the sort of very short podcasts that i listen to um is the pod news one which mm-hmm. we've mentioned before so yeah, that's yeah. just a little news bulletin like sometimes less than two minutes long you just catch up with the, the podcast and news stories yep there's a there's a one i, I don't know if this will surprise people but i listen to one called stoic meditations very serious <laughs> sounding and um it's a guy who just does a little like lesson of the day type thing yeah, i find yeah. that really good too because it's just again like two minutes yeah um and i think this is this is kind of a new format these short daily shows yeah sure. um again i no doubt somebody will be out there will be like well actually there was one in uh, yeah, 2007 yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's, um, it's getting more popular now certainly yeah and I, I think that makes a show unique because we've spoke about this in the past sometimes you find a show that really does appeal to you. You look through about a catalogue, 10 years worth of yeah. hour and a half long episodes. Yes. You just think to yourself, I, I can't start this. Yeah, like yeah. I, I wouldn't know where to yeah. start and yeah. it's just too much. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a great appeal in going for those short, sharp. And again, yeah. it yeah. totally depends. It's not for everyone, but these these are ways to make yourself yeah, yeah. stand out. No, definitely. I agree. Yeah, length. I think there's a lot of space for really short shows right now. Partly the smart speakers, I think, are... Um, are pushing it because I've never listened to the pod news uh, bulletin on my phone the way I do with normal podcasts but I listen to that most days on my Alexa I walk into the uh, I walk into my kitchen in the morning make my coffee and I put on a couple of news podcasts that's one of them maybe a couple of other short ones too so yeah mm. I think it works really well uh, frequency I think is related to that because you just said it's a daily show isn't it mm-hmm. like frequency is definitely not one to stand um, alone as a uniqueness because there's many daily, weekly, fortnightly, monthly shows out there, um, even like two or three times a week, for example, but added into the length. So a short daily podcast is something people can really get in a habit of every morning to come down to the kitchen, whatever it is, and listen to that show. So I think, yeah, frequency is another one, I think. And even like look, going back in the day when John Lee Dumas started doing his thing, yeah, and, you yeah. know, he was doing the daily show and that was yeah. pretty much unheard of. Again, somebody else will reply and go well actually but um you know doing that daily show and folk were like you can't do that you know um yeah, and he obviously yeah. had great success there yeah. were other factors in that yes. but um yeah it, 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 it helped him stand out yeah 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 and again like that's kind of uh, overplayed to us isn't it the daily interview podcast because so many people copied mm-hmm. uh, copied john but in your niche it might be that in your niche you're like your target audience are quite new to podcasting and actually a daily show is something quite revolutionary to them so mm-hmm. again it's yeah it's coming back to your audience too 
Um, I think the last one in here in formats is around the hosts. And I mentioned that already, the fact that Andrew and Pete, for example, there's two of them. That's different. Like usually an interview show is just like you and the interviewee, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But you stick in two hosts and suddenly there's two different points of view. It maybe makes it a bit more dynamic. There's a bit more of a conversation between three people. Um, And you can even have more. Like a show I used to listen to. uh, did, Did you ever listen to movies you should see? No. That was way back in the day. Hate like. film podcast. <laughs> really? Why? I don't know. You know what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Hate everything. <laughs> um, well, Movies You Should See is a show about movies, of course. Uh, it goes back and talks about classic stuff. Um, it was one of the first shows I ever listened to, actually, so it's a well-old show. In fact, I don't even know if it's still around. But there was always maybe th- at least three or four of them, sometimes even five or six, in a room, all together. They're all in the same place. So, is that not just a Rami? Well, you know how normal often it can become that but online online like more than two or three people is terrible because like you can't interrupt each other you end up talking over each other all that but when you get three or four people in a room actually it was pretty decent because you know Mm. you can tell when other people are wanting to speak you're a bit more anyway it worked well they all knew each other really well they were really good friends they had a really good dynamic so yeah you're right it can be a rami but i think with the right people with the right kind of planning as well mm-hmm. like if you've got somebody who's directing it a wee bit more or or even like i i read in a ages ago that in on radio stations uh you know when you've got three people in a radio studio they use hand signals all mm-hmm. the time so we can't see this obviously they're on the radio but they're all like making signals to each other like just little um you know finger flicks or like put hold up a number or something like that which signals to the other people like i've got a point i want to say or i want you to stop in one minute or you know mm-hmm. something like that like yeah you can plan out stuff like that that makes a bigger show easier to manage i would say what i would say about uh, the more people you try and have on a podcast it obviously can and does work but i think it, I've heard so many shows in the past. I think the more people on the show, the less they remember that the listener is part of this conversation. Yeah. And the real danger is if you got five friends, yes. you would just forget that there's even a listener. Yeah, you true. would jump into in jokes and in banter and it would make the listener feel a bit like, you know, they've just walked in on a private party and yeah. they're like, okay, yeah. I'll just yeah. leave you to it then. So yeah. Yeah. again, like anything, you need to, I guess you need to do a bit of planning. Yes. You need to know what you're trying to do yeah. and, and who you're trying to reach. But. Totally agree. Yeah, I think you're right. And I've heard shows like that where, yeah, it's just like, it's like somebody's over overhearing a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, where, But I think the skill, the movies you should see guys had, and it was Rich, um, oh, do you know what? I can't remember his second name now. Rich uh, was the guy that, ran, he was kind of the, the uh, the director i suppose he was the one that always managed it and he just did really well at inviting you in so it was a conversation between friends but you felt like one of the friends because mm-hmm. they did include the listener like they talked to the listener they yeah they definitely were good at that part of it right so that's format so we had unique features so you know creating specific parts of your show we had length we had frequency and we had hosts so they're all ways you can uh, make your show unique and you can combine them like we said you can bring together a few of these together uh, to make something like a really unique combination now the next one is the one that i think people fall down on often that's topic mm-hmm. so like what <laughs> you've seen this many times haven't you like uh 
somebody coming up with what they think is a unique topic like mm-hmm. what's uh, what's an example of that yeah i'm going to do a business show i'm going to interview people who run businesses about running businesses <laughs> and it will help my listener to run their own business <laughs> yes exactly um topic is difficult i think i think it's really difficult to make a show unique just on your topic unless you go like the most ridiculously super niche mm-hmm. so like um a business show for florists in Dundee who serve weddings only or something like that. Mm. <laughs> I'd listen. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think your topic can be a uniqueness, but I think it has to be in combination with someone else unless you do go super niche. Uh, I mean, you can, so you can go a segment of a topic and sometimes you can go niche enough. Like, um, like if you had a politics show or something like that and you made it just Scottish politics, for example. Mm, mm. So that would be, that's pretty niche without yeah. being tiny, isn't it? And you could, you could see a few different Scottish politics shows managing to coexist alongside each other. But as soon as you go up to like five or 10, suddenly you're all lost in the noise. So it's a bit difficult. Or like mountain biking. So I do a mountain biking show. You could go, instead of just mountain biking, it's about the mountain biking gear, you know, talking about bikes and saddles and all that kind of stuff. Um, a classic one actually is, uh, you know, comedy. Comedy is a, a difficult one to do because it's just, I do a funny show. Mm-hmm. But clean comedy, that was a niche back in the day, wasn't it? It probably still is, I'm sure. But yeah. I remember that being quite popular back yeah, in the run, early days. Yeah, run one of those myself, the a Scottish podcast. Yeah, clean, yeah. Clean comedy show. Aye. Um, if you don't pick that up, that's sarcasm as well. One of the, uh, yeah, don't put that on with your kids. Um <laughs> One of the, the sort of examples I was uh, speaking to somebody about, it was during a coaching call a year or two ago and I was I was given this example and I, I was talking about like say for example you wanted to do some sort of sports show. So say you were you were chronicling the um ups and downs of a sports team. Yeah, so every yeah. week you're getting together. And I was like, but say you and your co host are actually massive like Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. You could do like a Game of Thrones spin on your team's fortunes. So you could <laughs> you could, you know, compare certain uh, players or that to, yeah. to characters in the story. Yes. Um you could um compare the, the team to like a certain house in the story and, yeah, and all yeah. that. So again this is just a, a small example, but it's just <laughs> it's taking these two things that you're interested in and then yeah. you might say, but the people who support my sports team might not like Game of Thrones or vice versa. Yeah. And that's yeah. again where you say, well, that that's actually a good thing yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's seven other shows out there covering your team. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you the, the one that you're doing, you're going to get a really, really sort of passionate audience around that show. Yeah, totally. The ones that love it, love it. The ones that hate it will go off and listen to someone else. And that's a good thing. Yeah, totally. But that's a really good point. Yeah, that personal background. I mean, that's like, that's kind of your tribe's take on that area. Like taking those examples from before, you got um, like a politics show. Uh, it could be politics for, you know, if you're a teenager, politics for school kids or something like that. The mountain bikes one. If you're an older person, it might be mountain biking for retirees or um, with comedy. could be comedy for a particular, you know, sector of people like comedy for buddhists or something like, like that. that example where did that come from <laughs> i don't know uh what's funny to a buddhist i don't know well, who knows who knows probably the rest of us <laughs> everything yeah well, <laughs> the same as is funny for us um i mean you get to the you get to the state where people the big uh, argument against this is you know people shout i don't want to limit my audience like uh scottish politics i don't want to speak to just the scottish audience i want to i want to do politics for the whole world but what do you what do you say to that matthew 
I would say that, like, well, you don't want to create a podcast for everyone, but at the same time, you might be doing a show, you know, in that particular, say it's, you're only focused on Scotland. In the future, you can expand on that. Like, yeah, You totally. build your core audience. There's nothing to say, you know, let's let's do a take on international politics yeah. for the next 12 episodes. Yeah. You build your core audience around that initial topic and you Absolutely. can build from that. Yes, totally. And it can even, like, that's where I think seasons are your friend as well. Like, we talk about seasons a lot. The fact that you could do your first season on Scottish politics and then your second season is on how does Scottish politics differ from British politics. And then your third season is, like, wider UK politics news. And then you move internationally. You know, you can, you can broaden out every time but it's really hard to grow that broad audience from the very start because there's no uniqueness you don't stand out but if you do it bit by bit widen season by season you take your core audience you expand it out they help you grow it um, and it's much easier that way i think uh just to, right so before we jump into the next one um just talk a wee bit more about name silos we mentioned that one thing all podcasts should have is a very own online presence best way to start that like we said is by registering your domain name so you can register .com domain names for example for $8.99 per year you can even save more if you enroll in their discount program and other tlds like .top .xyz they can cost as little as 99 cents per year what's the weirdest TLD you've seen, Matthew. Seen any of the strange ones? It's funnily enough not a clean one. So, but it's the Cook Island uh, domain. Right. Dot cock. <laughs> Does uh, it actually exist? Well, uh, there was a TV show back in the day that the guy, the fictional character, had a domain dot uh -huh. cock. So why is that not clean? Never. Like it's just you know if you've got a chicken podcast, yeah, cockfighting podcast, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. not clean. That's totally clean. So yeah, you can get your dot cock if you like for just ninety nine cents per year. <laughs> and with your purchase, they'll provide you free who s privacy, which you probably want if you've got your dot cock domain. Uh, you get defender domain defender security. You get email forwarding. You get domain parking. You get all of that in with your uh your podcast uh, sorry i'm going sideways there uh, with your domain and you can also get your website hosting at name silo and that starts as low as 239 per month two dollars 39 per month that's pretty good for web hosting um so check out for yourself why name silo is quickly becoming a top registrar and growing so quickly go to namesilo.com today and see what you've been missing of course make sure you use the coupon code podcraft to receive a dollar off your first order and so that they know that we sent you. All right. Thanks very much again, Name Silo, for supporting the episode. So next way to be unique is outcome, I think. Um, it's what people get from your show. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a few different ways to explain it. Do you know what I mean by that in the first place, Matthew? What they get from your show. Yeah, what the like, out, like the outcome, what springs to mind. Yeah, like somebody listening to a learn spanish podcast the outcome is that they become better at speaking yeah, spanish ideally, listening yeah. to comedy you're, you're cheerier happier more <laughs> you're, entertained yeah more entertained yeah totally no the spanish one's a great example actually yeah so i mean they've got a really obvious outcome um and actually i mean all spanish podcasts you could argue the outcome is you want to learn spanish but actually you could go even more specific more more niche more uh have a unique outcome as in um, at the end, this Spanish podcast isn't for uh, just learning the whole of Spanish. Maybe this is for learning enough to get by on your first 
holiday or mm-hmm. something like that. By this, by the end of this season or something, your outcome is that you will be able to order your food and your drink and at least say hello and thank you to your Spanish cousins. <laughs> I uh, because I, we're going to Greece on holiday in a couple yeah. of weeks, and I was looking at Greek learn Greek podcasts. I found this hilarious one, really short episodes, and the titles of some of them. You know how you, you expect it to be, you know, ordering at the bar, finding the toilet, yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Some of the titles of these episodes, one of them was dialing the wrong number. <laughs> I was what? thinking, like, you know, I, I better polish up on my Greek in case I dial the wrong number and I have to explain myself. <laughs> So uh, yeah. yeah, that that stood out to me. Yeah, that that's not uh, not terribly likely. <laughs> um, one good example I think of this is uh, have you ever listened to today to 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 do explain Porky Pigs podcast? There's a podcast called Today Explained. Have you ever listened to it? No, I haven't. No, it's it's really good actually. It's worth a listen. It's a new show for news novices. They're kind of they're they're one of their uniques is, is their their audience which is news novices basically i would say or to me it is anyway uh, they just pick one thing and they go super deep on it uh, they explain it from total first principles so you need to know nothing about this topic beforehand and this is ideal for me because i know i'm completely ignorant about the world <laughs> so to get any news story i need to be told what all this stuff means uh and they're great at that they spend 20 minutes just delving into one thing that's come up in the news that day um and you can you just learn everything about it. It's so good. Uh, the outcome. So their outcome is listen to this, and you'll be more informed about the news. Um, you'll learn about the news. You'll be able to actually talk to your friends who know about politics and current affairs and all that kind of stuff. You'll be able to actually chime in on stuff every now and again and not feel like an idiot. So when you're going to pick the kids up at school and you're hanging about with the other parents, you're like, what about that Brexit? Yeah, exactly. What about yeah, Brexit? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need a today explained on that these days. That'd be a long episode, yeah, I would, think. It would. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's it. So going back to before, like many news shows, that is definitely not what they do, isn't it? Like, so that's a uniqueness because other news shows will go, yeah, we don't explain like what, um, you know, what a government does, <laughs> like what, who, who is the prime minister in the UK? We don't explain that. We assume our readers know that because they actually know something about the news. Um, so it's a unique area because they, they do explain all of that stuff from basics. Um, I actually think, I mean, I would say for PodCraft, I think the outcome is one of the unique aspects of the show because I want to make sure that every episode of PodCraft we put out, uh, we go, so it's a similar kind of way. We start from the start, we explain a topic really deep, we go really specific, like on a particular type of microphone or something like that. And by the end of it, you know exactly what you need to do with it. So by the end of it, there's no confusion. You just know what mic you need to build. So at the end of this, you should go away and you should have a list of, um, here's five different ways I can be unique. Here's a few different areas within that. I can pick three things from this list and make myself more unique by building that into my show. Uh, And even the seasons-based approach as well is a bit of an outcome because not only do we do that per episode, but actually over five to ten episodes of a season will have covered a larger topic fully in depth so that you know everything you need to know about that topic. So I think, yeah, I think outcome is sometimes harder to define, but it's a really good uniqueness that you can build into any show. What about this next one, Matthew? One of your favourite topics? Yeah, production quality. So yeah. shows can shows can immediately stand out to even the, the least experienced listeners just in an extra layer of production. Uh, that starts as simple as, you know, having 
a decent recording setup. Yes. So you're not, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you don't come on and it sounds like you're on a phone or in a cave <laughs> or something like yeah. that. So yeah. the simple voice recording, but then you can start to to look at maybe building in some layers of ambience. So just a mm. bit of royalty free music, Creative Commons music, just layering it in here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could look, I mean, we've done shows in the past. Uh, one of them, the Inside Indie Games springs to mind. Yeah, yeah. That was a show where it was an interview show. So you were recording the interviews but what we were kind of doing was, was chopping the interviews up. So yeah, yeah. you would record maybe an hour-long conversation, but we would we would get it down to maybe 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it would be sort of scripted intro. You'd go into, you know, something. And the, the question, it wouldn't be a linear interview. It would be kind of chopped up and put into a, a, a nice flow, yeah, nice narrative. Yeah, totally. So again... To do something like this, you obviously need to make it sustainable. Again, that's why these shows could work really well, be in seasons, because you could just work really hard on these block of 12 episodes, yeah, and yeah. then you could take some time to prepare for the next ones. The but, next one. Yeah, totally. Uh, what are some of the, the highly produced, if you like, shows that you listen to? I, I, I've i brought this up many times on Podcraft in the past, is um, How I Built This with Guy Ross, because I think it's a really good example of an interview show that... Uh, it sounds hugely polished, hugely highly produced, but I um, think you can create something, a similar effect just by doing a couple of things. And one of those is, yeah, cutting out some of the fat. So doing that, like just going through a transcript, just going through the interview and cutting it down by just a little bit and just putting a bit of music behind a couple of sections, like a couple of particularly dramatic parts or when somebody tells a story or something like that, you just build up a music mm. bed behind it, play it and then fade it out again. It's not like massively cut it's not massively overproduced. It's just a little, maybe an extra hour of just putting, you know, picking a couple of bits to put the music behind, cutting out a little bit of the fat. I think it sounds great because of that. We uh, have a an entire season on this, don't we? Was yeah. it season 10? Yeah, nine, possibly, 10, actually. 11? Yeah, producing highly produced... Highly produced podcast. It's uh, season nine, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how to, yeah, how to put a bit more effort into your podcast? How to, yeah, from that kind of how I built this. Um, what would you call it? A more light version of highly high production. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like just putting a little bit more effort so that it sounds quite polished, right up to like fully highly produced. Yeah, like when you start actually cutting up different sections, you have three different interviewees, you're picking mm-hmm. out bits from each of them and winding it into a big story. Yeah, there's a lot you can do, isn't there? I mean, that's when you go up to this sort of this American life type approach where it's a proper magazine show like almost a or a, or a documentary style like Gimlet do you know mm-hmm. like picking out recording 24 7 and actually picking out like really good highlights and putting it all together into a story the kindest i guess turnkey if that's the right word way of doing this is like you pick a topic for a season and you have six seven interviewees and you're asking them all the same six, seven questions. Yeah. And then you just take all the answers to each question and they form the basis of an episode. That's yeah. a very simplistic way of looking at it. And oftentimes when you're having conversations, there'll be tangents and stuff. And that's actually where the gold is. So this is a nice formula to to, to tell you, but the reality yeah. is never that simple. And often... Not quite, but you're right. It's a good... Yeah, it's like a turnkey sort of to try that and see how quickly you can do it. And in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, it will be... Quite a simple way to make it suddenly sound way more professional, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, yeah, the only other thing I would say with production quality is just the simple idea of actually uh, 
having good gear in the first place, we talked about that already, so you sound good, but being in the same room as well, like that is just something that hugely improves the quality of a show, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, the quality and the interaction, I suppose, yeah. if, if you're physically speaking to somebody, yeah, yeah. I think the conversation can flow a lot better, just yeah. because like you talked about before, like you're reading physical signals yeah um but again like on an audio quality basis if you've both got a good room and you're doing likes of a double ender so yeah. you're, you're both recording your own ends of the conversation mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of double ender shows that uh, you couldn't tell that the people weren't in the same room and if they've been co-hosting together for years they're you know they're well into the swing you, you wouldn't you wouldn't really know so yeah yeah perfect yeah so just this is like you said like matthew said that this is about making it sustainable it's about figuring out how much time you can afford to spend extra on being unique and it might be that this is one of the one of the harder ones to do because because this is putting more time into it there's no question about that this is one that takes more time whereas a lot of the other ones are more about the topic how you plan the show about how you create the show and they maybe won't take any extra time so yeah, be careful with this one, but it can make a big difference. I mean, it can really make your show stand out with just highly more polished, much more engaging. So yeah, worth thinking about. The final one is a tricky one. This is the fifth one that I was going to talk about, and this is just about you. So <laughs> what makes you unique, Matthew? <laughs> well, isn't that the question? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of people... A lot of people come to us and say that they are the unique part of their show is themselves. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree that the person themselves, the host, is a hugely unique part of the show. And you're the most valuable part of the show. Um, the trouble is that you are most likely, unless you've got a huge audience already, you are most likely not going to be able to attract listeners in as a hook, just saying, oh, uh, I'm Colin Gray. You should listen just because I am unique. I'm different. Um, it, that's hard. The The first hook that gets people to listen is much more about the problem that you're solving for them, whether that's like around the topic, whether it's around the format, whether it's getting a short, sharp podcast on a daily basis, whether it's getting something really polished that you can get really engaged in or in the production format. All these things are quite solid. Like, this is why I should listen. And when they don't know you, they don't have any idea who you are, what you're like. That's a really hard sell to get them to listen just because of you. But if you can get people to listen because of all these other things, then your uniqueness is what will get them to stay. It's it's more they come because of the other features, but then they stay because of you. Or at least that's how I kind of see it. It's I think it's those like those little bits and pieces that the the listener picks up on over time. So yeah. like you could have that one podcast that you listen to our dog always uh, butts in on her during the recording and she makes a wee joke of it and you know it's just one of the things that always happen or yeah. maybe you'll get somebody listening and it's like you know nothing to do with their topic at all but by yeah. the way they live on an off-grid you know house in the middle of nowhere yes. it's just yeah. a thing that they, you know and you get that's just a, a little side note but yeah, it's also yeah. quite interesting <laughs> or like 
you know, their podcast about this topic, but they have a career in this completely different industry, yeah, which sometimes yeah. they can use examples of. Yes. So d- th- those are things that aren't replicated across the board. They're yeah, very yeah. unique to that particular person. And everyone listening will have those little things that they could, you know, not even deliberately try and incorporate. It will just yeah. come across if you're being genuine in your show. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that personality, that culture, those values, all that kind of stuff. That's what makes people stick around. And you're absolutely right. Your take on a topic that's what we talked about back in the topic section isn't it your take on a topic like whether you're a you're an older person and you're talking about mountain biking for retirees or something like that or it's where you live like you say or it's your background that can definitely come into it but it's i feel like it's dangerous to rely um just on personality alone to sell a show it has to be a bit more solid than that i would say yeah that's why i like i mean you know if you just start a show like the the, the the Jim Smith show and yeah, Jim Smith's exactly. never podcast before. Nobody yes. will care. But you know, yeah. if he if he podcasted about something and a topic and yeah. built a reputation, maybe he could do that in the future. Yeah, in the future, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose that brings us to the uh, just before we finish up, the kind of the anti uh arguments to that which is you know people always bring up uh, oh but joe rogan he does a show like he's the joe rogan show and he does a show about everything and anything he talks about you know like everything from psychedelics to cars to space to whatever (laughs) but i mean there's always there's always outliers in every area for a start uh there's always a reason why. So, for example, with Joe Rogan, he started like, how long, when did he start? He started like 10 years ago, practically, mm-hmm. didn't he? And he was already famous. He was already famous. So he already had an audience in the first place to build it on. He started a long time ago, back when competition was even less. And he built an audience very slowly. I mean, he has a huge audience now, but he built it slowly. Um, another one, Tim Ferriss. So Tim Ferriss, one of the most listened business shows out there, or well, not even business really, is it? He talks about anything these days, but he had an audience already. That's how he got away with being able to talk about everything. Um, and he has a very big uniqueness around his format. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to talk for bloody three hours about the most specific, uh, anal details of how you run your life and people love it, including me. Like I do enjoy hearing that detail. Um, so yeah, you can't use these case studies as a just justification for doing a really general show, I would say. Yeah, it's like um, a, a f- football example, I guess. Like, the, you know, the, p- the position of centre-half. I apologise to anyone who doesn't follow football here, but <laughs> position of centre-half, you know, you're in the middle of the defence. Traditionally, very tall characters always heading the ball away. And then Italy had Fabio Cannavaro, who was like five foot three and played right. centre half. Right. And you'd always hear, like, you know, well, it's, he can't play centre half, he's too small, in re- reference to somebody. And you'd always get somebody saying, oh, but Cannavaro, he, he, he's he's small. Like the one guy that ever <laughs> yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, there, there are exceptions sometimes. Yeah, totally. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that was uh, useful in figuring out how to make your own show a bit more unique. Um, and we've said it a few times through the show now, but take take these examples. So I've write down a few that maybe struck you, uh, whether it's, you know, your personal take on a topic, whether it's the format you're going to follow, whether it's a wee bit extra effort in your production quality. And I would say start to think about, you know, one that you can start to build into your show in the next few episodes. And then think about maybe whether there's another one you can add as well that gives this unique combination to your show that just adds a little bit more uniqueness to it. 
And a big thing here is once you've got that down, once you've figured out what you think could work for you in terms of you can still build into your show, it's still comfortable, it's still within your style, it's still within the time you have to put into the show, that's what then goes into your marketing. That's what it goes into your social media posts, it goes into your description, uh, it goes into everything you write about your podcast because this uniqueness, the biggest power of it is attracting people to listen. It's that hook that makes people you know, get off their their social media, open up their podcast app and go, oh, I'm going to have a look for that show because I heard for, heard about it. Or they're scrolling through the, you know, the directory on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and they spot the title, they look at the description and that first few lines shows that uniqueness and makes them go, oh, okay, I'm going to actually invest half an hour, half an hour of my time into listening to this show. So see if you can find some kind of combination like that. Anything to add, Matthew, before we tie it up? I absolutely do not. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, just a final mention for Name Silo. If you want to go over and register your own domain name for your podcast, um, remember as well, we've got a guide to setting up a website. So if you have gone over and registered your name at Name Silo, go to namesilo.com today. See if you can find yourself a unique domain name. Use the coupon code PODCRAFT to receive $1 off that first order. Then just to make it even easier to use that domain. If you think, ah, I don't really want to buy a domain name because I don't really know what to do with it. Well, we've got a course over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash website. And that'll show you exactly how to use that domain to create a website. Uh, for your podcast uh, and I'll show you exactly what the use of it is as well like it's so useful having a website for your podcast having a u- unique domain that you can point people towards so do pop over there over there thank you very much again name silo namesilo.com for sponsoring this episode all righty cheers Matthew it's been good it has been good it feels very <laughs> final <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sacking later on so we uh, do we know what's on the next episode? Uh, we do not, I don't think, because we're going through our articles just now. We're just sort of picking the, the popular ones. Um, although we do have one around. Uh, well, are, are we going to do that guests one? <laughs> let's not let's not tease it because actually I'm not entirely sure what one we're going to do next. Yeah, get in touch with. I know we ask this. Get in touch. <laughs> tell us what to do. Uh, yeah totally yeah if there's any um any particular topic you want us to go deep on by all means get in touch because we're uh, we're kind of um remaining flexible on this season and picking what we want to podcast about often we talk about planning ahead uh when creating your podcast but actually this season we've quite enjoyed just picking something on the morning of getting up and uh, and then just talking it through haven't we should clarify not getting up together that <laughs> <laughs> did, did sound very much like but- we um, arise well, from the same do, bed and we do, browse the we website. We live in different places. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll uh, see you next week. Enjoy your week and we'll talk to you then. 